K-A-L-W. I go to the hair braiding appointment. I sit in the chair and I'm told my hair wasn't blown out enough and she would have to charge me. Is it fair for black hair salons to charge more for kinkier hair? And I know this sounds really trivial, but it brought up this question for me. I've just wondered if other kinky hair girls felt the same, that it sometimes feels like a little bit of discrimination. Today, from braids to blowouts to relaxers, choosing your hairstyle when you're Black can be quite a complicated decision. All hair is political, but Black people's hair is very political, and partially because of our hypervisibility and invisibility and how our hair has been a source of shame. Hair Trouble, an episode from the Stoop Podcast. I'm Hanat Baba, and this is Cross Currents. Black hair has been the subject of many a book, movie, and television show. It's always been a significant part of the Black experience, from fighting stereotyping to finding the right hair care products and styles and the right salon. And even when you find that perfect style and hair salon, some issues may come up. On the Stoop podcast, hosted by me and Leela Day, we explore an issue that Black and brown people have to tackle. Going to the salon and being charged more for kinkier hair, or being asked to come with your hair straightened already. We explore with salon owners and salon goers in this excerpt from the episode, Hair Trouble. This idea of charging more for kinky hair, it just seems off. So you don't think you should be charged more to straighten your hair before you go to a salon? I mean, I don't. I can twist my 4C hair out. I can loosen the curl. I can detangle it. I can comb out the knots. But I just do not have naturally straight hair. So I'm just wondering, why do I have to pay more? We asked some people about these hair issues that are sometimes hard to talk about. Here's what a couple more stylists had to say. It was torture, hence the reason why I do my hair myself. (laughs) I just, I love natural hair. Let's just put it at that. Throughout the whole process, for the whole maybe six to eight hours I was sitting there, I probably cried and I wanted to take it out. It was very painful. And I also braid hair. And I do not request people to come with their hair already blown out. And another hair braider says, Maybe relaxers are needed. Some people, their hair needs to be relaxed. Depends on the texture that you have. Some people, is easier to manage their hair relaxed than to have it natural because it's just so much tension to detangle it. Most people will ask if that is included in the service or not, which is not, because it will take about 30 to an hour extra time to just detangle and blow it out. And Hanan, you know what I notice? What? When I go to the African hair braiding places, they aren't asking me to come with my hair blown straight. Yeah, I mean, I really wasn't going to say it, but I I was thinking it. Just like, where are you going, Leela? (laughs) Because I know when I take my daughters to get their hair braided, you know, they both have been getting their hair braided for years now. And you know where they're done with Marie. 
And she has never asked for them to have their hair blown out. Do you tell people, come with your hair blown out? No, no, I don't. I don't do that. And back home in Africa, we don't do that. No, we don't do that either. In Africa, you go, you know, no matter how your hair is, you come and get your hair braided. They, they braid the most, you know, they, they dealt with all kinds of hair. But they never ask you to blow your hair or do anything before you come and get it done. No. Because that's how you are. That's your nature. That's the nature, exactly. And then too, that's, you know, you know, hair is our thing, you know. It's, it's part of our culture, too. So... You know, we, we deal with all kinds of hair, and it's just fine. But Marie was noticing that some of her African-American hairstylist friends were switching things up. But I know that for the, some of the African-Americans that was in my shop before, you know, they, they, for they, what, that's what they do to their client. They do it, and then they charge them for it, you know. They blow their hair and sometimes they say, oh no, your hair is too nappy, it's not going to be look good. I have to perm your hair. I can do a mild perm and stuff like that. They convince the client to do an extra something. And does the hair have to be straight for it to be braided? No, no, it doesn't have to be straight. When they come, you know, what I do, wash it and twist it with olive oil and sometimes with shea butter, it softens the hair. You know, if it's nappy, it softens it and makes it more manageable to braid. That's it. That's all you need. So Marie is basically saying that sometimes for some people, it just comes down to time and money. That it's just easier to get someone in and out the door when their hair is straighter. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, you know, the truth is, is there sometimes I feel like there's just this disrespect for natural hair. It starts to feel that way. I start to take it personally. I've had people detangle my hair and it feels like they're like angry, you know, mm-hmm. at the bowl, like combing through it. This hurts. And it's like they're angry toward my hair, it feels like. Or I internalize it that way. I will never forget the time I walked into a salon with my Afro big. I was coming in for a wash and blowout and being told that I'd be charged more because my hair was thick. Thick. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I think thick is just, you know, code for nappy. All right. So, Lila, I mean, with all these struggles and these issues and these feelings you're having, have you ever thought about going back to a relaxer at all? Hello? Lila? Girl, I needed a moment to just think about what you just asked me. No, Hannah. No. I haven't. That has never even been a possible solution that I've thought of. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. But if it's easier and you're saying that, you know, doing your hair is so painful and pricey and time-consuming, all that hasn't changed your mind, huh? No, because it's, it's me. If I can get it done in a timely manner, I may work with it. But sometimes people are just getting a little bit carried away with it, like, you know, your hair shouldn't be matted and have uh, uh, cotton in it and, and all of that. My name is Marilyn Burks, and I'm the owner 
of Naturally Blessed. She owns a salon in Mississippi. So Marilyn is a braider and she specializes in natural hair. And she says she doesn't charge more for thicker, kinkier hair. Well, first of all, they already know. They know the rules before they come. So you still come. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to see how much would this take. Because I want to respect the next client's time, you know, that they book. Because, you know, people are into doing the deposits now. So they pay the deposits. So I'm going to look at it. But Marilyn says she gets why some people charge for kinkier hair. That's going to take extra time, and then that's taken away from the money. But when I asked Marilyn, what if I came into her salon and said, you know, this is my natural texture. It's kinky. Yes, it's nappy. I woke up like this, just like the three A's woke up how they woke up, you know, Mm -hmm. with their textured hair. You know, what if the hair on my head was the standard that everyone worked from? I mean, but that's the thing, Leela. Who's to say your hair is not the standard and who decides what the standard is? It just feels like these stylists are making up their own standards in their salons. There's no one standard. I know, Hannah. And so when I told Marilyn, a lot of times when I go to African braiding salons, they are asking me to, you know, have more straight hair in order to do it. And she says it's because... Those African braiders, they are more experienced with thicker, kinkier textured hair. So I know that they are confident that, hey, this is nothing. I got this. I get through it. Marilyn thinks that's why you see less African braiders charging for thicker, kinkier hair. She thinks it's because African-American braiders are used to braiding on straighter hair. You know, relaxed hair before this big natural, you know, hair style movement. And so when people say that some African braiders are too rough on their hair, she thinks it's because... They don't care how kinky, how light. They are going to go for what they know and they're going to do your hair. They feel like, hey, I'm used to this. I deal with kinky hair. We're about to style this. And they're going to go with it. Now, I think more people now, like I mentioned, when it came to me and other stylists, they are thinking about the Coens. They're thinking about the fact that, hey, you know, this takes a lot of time. I think that the people that say, hey, come with your hair blown out, they're thinking about the coin, their time. (laughs) Marilyn says she won't charge more, but she has no problem giving her kinkier hair clients some tips. I'll be like, honey, don't come back here like this. Honey, let me give you these tips. Let me help you. This is what you can do. Maybe you need to pre-poo. Then I can just work through those knots more easily and in a timely manner. Don't take it personal. I live by that. Do not take it personal. You know, I've had these battles with myself. So I had to tell myself, you know, hey, girl, look, because I was a 4C. So, Leela, Marilyn has been braiding hair and twisting and working on natural hair for, like, over 10 years now. She's a natural hair enthusiast. Yeah, I know, Hannah. But she also went back to a relaxer. Huh? So, I'm just going to be honest. I got tired. I got tired. It's just high maintenance, just so much hair, the detangling process, the timing. Being natural just has become inconvenient for me. And so I decided, I said, hey, 
I'm tired. I want a change. She went back to a relaxer. She did. The natural hair guru went straight. Ooh, okay. You're listening to an episode of The Stoop Podcast, hosted by me and Leela Day. In it, we explore an issue that black and brown people have to tackle, going to the salon and being charged for kinkier hair. You can hear the full episode, Hair Trouble, at KELW.org. Now, back to the story. Before we get back to Marilyn, let's take a moment to talk about some of this. You know, going back to a relaxer, for many of us who have natural hair, it carries a lot of emotional weight. And, you know, some feelings like you failed yourself in some way. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. some some women have expressed like they, they feel like they've given up. And it's hard. I mean, thinking about this, it's really crazy how much is connected to our hair. It's very emotional. It's very dramatic. Like, that feeling that you're mentioning, like you failed just because you wanted to change your hair texture. It's a lot. All hair is political, but Black people's hair is very political and partially because of our hypervisibility and invisibility and how our hair has been a source of shame historically, but it's also been a source of glory, um, a source of resistance. My name is Kovie Biakolo. Covier is a journalist based in New York, and she wrote this article for Allure magazine called Why Some Black Women Are Going Back to Relaxers. It was sort of pandemic-inspired, if you wish. I think we were all spending a lot of time online. I was sort of experimenting with my hair on YouTube a lot because we couldn't go out to the hair salons. And so I think it was a challenging time for a lot of Black women in terms of our hair, which, you know, is a very communal experience for a lot of us. And I started seeing more populations of women talking about, sis, I'm tired. Like, enough of this natural experimentation, which a lot of them called it. I think there's just a level of exhaustion. So we started asking my friends, are you seeing this? And they were like, yes, I'm seeing it. Some of them were also expressing exhaustion with their hair. And I just wanted to sort of observe what was going on in terms of communities and cultures digitally, but also in person. Why are Black women sort of going back to relaxes after what felt like a decade, maybe a decade and a half of community focus on natural hair? In Kovia's article, she interviews multiple women who have gone back to relaxers for a lot of different reasons. And her article points out some of the reasons that Black women have decided to go natural. So that it's not just about, you know, Black pride, but there was a legitimate real fear about health risks from relaxers. Right. There was a time where there was a lot of talk about relaxers possibly causing breast cancer. Mm -hmm. But then in a study by the Boston University School of Medicine, researchers found no association of hair relaxer use with breast cancer risk overall in Black women. But they did find some evidence that heavy use of lye-containing hair relaxers may be associated with increased risk of breast cancer. Relaxed hair means so many different things to different women. 
I don't think, you know, and this may be controversial, but I don't think we can ever separate the process of relaxing your hair from the image of straight hair as good hair. Covier's article highlights a range of women and their reasons for going back to straight, but one of the things that Covier gets into is this deception that she thinks is very common in these online tutorial videos for women with natural hair. And I think what people are seeing a lot of, partially because of who gets sort of raised and um, highlighted in the natural hair community, is certain people with certain looser curly hair and not necessarily the kinkiest among us. And I think that because that hair is sort of like raised up in our community, it then sort of becomes quote unquote necessary for everybody else to perform that relationship to their hair when it's not necessarily the relationship you want to have with your hair where it can like bounce fairly easily or things like that. I'm like, I think there's a performance of that like I love that my hair can bounce really easily, even though you might have to manipulate in a, your hair in a certain way to do that. Uh-huh. But Covier says the type of natural hair that's being held up as the standard in some of these videos and online spaces, it's usually the softer natural hair, the curlier hair. The standard. Who is an acceptable natural, a beloved natural. I see usually light skin, mixed race, women with curlier hair. Now, it doesn't always translate. It doesn't always translate because you can be light skin and mixed race and have very kinky, very curly hair. And you can look like me as a darker skinned person and have very fine hair. It doesn't translate, you know, <laughs> black people really are not a monolith. But I do think that if we're paying attention, I think that it all works together for me because the texturism works together with the colorism as to who is upheld in these hair spaces. Hana, do you watch these hair videos? I don't watch them. My daughters watch them all the time. They got their little videos that they're watching on how to braid this and or that or what creams to use. Their bathroom's full of like gels and potions. Gels and potions and berries and juices. It's so much stuff. I mean, the tutorials are are great, you know. I think all of us have learned so much from them. But, you know, a lot of them are basically showing you how, you know, to stretch your curl, how to make it less kinky, try this product, try this cream, and voila, you'll be a smiling brown girl with looser locks. Mm Mm-hmm, smiling brown girl. And this is the part that Covier thinks is problematic. And she says in many cases, it can be seen as performative. You're seeing a performance of people having to manipulate their hairs to extenuating circumstances in order to demonstrate this natural hair that we're seeing as privileged in our community. And then you're also seeing the performance of like, I love, you know, wash day and or wash day strenuous, but I still do it. And for me, rather than do that, I just think it's very important to have an honest relationship with your hair. Covier says she's fine with identifying as a lazy natural. That's what she calls herself. And yeah, she's totally okay with that. We have sort of developed sometimes what is a chaotic natural hair space online that 
envisions that anybody with relaxed hair is aspiring to whiteness fundamentally. And I don't know if it's quite as simple as that. I think that what I found was that a lot of people who had made the decision to relax their hair, it was a decision that was born out mostly of frustration for a lot of them. Now, I don't think that those decisions born out, born out of frustration or wanting your hair to look a certain way and that's how you prefer it. I don't think that you can divorce them from the images that we've seen of who is privileged. And Leela, I mean, Black people, Black women, as, as much as we try to, you know, stick together and hold up one another and celebrate each other, we can also definitely be really hard on each other, especially when it comes to hair. I mean, there's almost like this too familiar type of vibe of judging going on when it comes down to hair. And when it comes to our own and people commenting on others' hair, it can be really harsh. I think what a lot of people found is that the communities are as judgmental and as tough as sometimes even non-Black communities towards our own hair, natural or not. There's a lot of mocking. You know, I think there's a way to sort of be in community with each other in a more loving and more compassionate way and more understanding kind of way. So back to Marilyn, the natural hair stylist and braider in Mississippi who has relaxed her hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says that her clients, some of them had issue with her going back to that relaxer. Yeah, I feel bad. They were like, okay, so we supposed to be 100% natural growing our hair and you just leave us hanging like that. Marilyn said she had a lot to answer to with her clients, but in the end, she was okay with her choice. But Hana, when I think about this feeling, you know, that look that a stylist might give to me when they see me walking to the salon and their face kind of twists and drops, it still hurts. And I'm, I'm still trying to reconcile that. I mean, you, you shouldn't have to feel that way. Can I rant? Can I can I rant yes. a little bit? Okay, okay. So what I don't get about all of this is that braiding, first of all, braiding has always been this intimate experience, this cultural experience. Mm-hmm. You should always feel good about getting your braids done, that you're sitting there for hours with someone and they're touching you, right? They're doing your hair. Mm-hmm. And you, you should feel valued. You should feel respected. Mm-hmm. It's like a ritual. Right. You know, in Africa we do it, but also here in America, it goes way back. We know, for example, enslaved women braided their hair in patterns that were special codes for escape routes mm-hmm. in the South. Mm-hmm. And so it's all of our history as African-descended people. So to me, it doesn't make sense that Braiding is seen as something like so difficult and hard and foreign. Yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with my rant. Okay, all right. Cool it down. Cool it down. I'm done with in my be- rant. In the beginning, you were like, um, why not blow dry your hair, Leela, to get it braided? And now you see my point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how you have shifted from the beginning where you were like, and so? It just may, make you it know? straight. Because you know, that's it, why we do these. There's a lot here. So, you know. It's really especially hard, you know, to see that disappointed look in someone's face when you have kinkier hair. Mm. Um, And so, like, it's like no wonder then that so many women are going back to relaxers because with these feelings that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. but also, like, the maintenance part of this. Which is a huge part of this. It is a Mm -hmm. lot of work. And to go back to relaxer for some of us, it does have... This connection sometimes to feeling like you failed, you know? Mm -hmm. And I asked Marilyn, what would you say to a woman who walks into your salon and says, I'm trying so hard. It's taking me hours. I'm spending so much time, so much money. I still don't feel like my true self. I struggle with this. But I feel like if I go back to a relaxer, I feel like I failed. I've given up on who I truly am. And I'm almost, you know, failing my culture in some way. Listen, honey, (laughs) you are not a failure. You are not failing the culture because you are the culture. So you are an individual. What works for you works for you. You figure that out. If you try natural and this is hard, this is tough, it's bringing on stress. It takes a lot out of your day. Don't let the culture control you to that degree. You want to feel beautiful. So what works for you, honey? What works for you? What's going to make you comfortable? What's going to cause you to be less stressed? What's going to make you feel beautiful at the end of the day? That was an episode of The Stoop Podcast hosted by me and Leela Day. You can hear the full episode, Hair Trouble, at KELW.org slash crosscurrents. Today's Cross Currents team includes Priscilla Naankra, Andrew Saint Singh, James Rollins, Ganadi Joe Johnson, Victor Tense, Shirin Adil, Lisa Morehouse, Marissa Ortega Welch, Sunni Khalid, and Ben Trefni. Our opening theme music is by the John Santos Quintet as interpreted by Daoud Anthony. For Cross Currents, I'm Hannah Baba. Mm-hmm.